Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Venture Property Podcast. Today's episode I am really, really excited about. I don't know how serious this podcast is going to be. Um, this is somebody who I've got so much time for in property, uh, one of my absolute favorite people in property. Um, we have a laugh every single time that we meet or speak, um, and usually we're not that serious. Uh, but I definitely wanted to get her on the podcast, and that's Sarah Nasrallah. I will introduce Sarah so you can all hear her in a minute or two. I will just drop into the sponsors. As always, it is the realestateslackers.com, which is, yes, my group, but it is the group that I created with John Corey, and I think that everybody needs a little bit of John Corey in their lives, which I did steal from Sarah. Um, <laughs> she's laughing in the background. Today's topic, guys, follows on for the Young Entrepreneur Month, and it is an interview. So I am really, really excited to welcome Sarah Nasrallah onto the podcast. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Oh, hi. Thanks so much. I'm very well. One of your favourite people, huh? Yes, the one of the favourite people. Indeed. I don't. We've been chatting for about twenty minutes before recording this, and <laughs> just having a laugh. I don't know how we're going to be serious, but why don't you start by telling people a bit about your background and why you chose property? Yeah, of course I can. So um, my background is a bit varied. I uh, I left university and travelled around the world, lived and worked in different countries in different cities, and then moved back to the UK in 2012. Mm -hmm. Moving back, I got a much more, well, I suppose what was kind of a career role, business development uh, for a really well-known brand consultancy, actually the guys who did the London Olympics uh, branding and then quite quickly felt unfulfilled and unchallenged I'd been used to working with entrepreneurs and helping small business owners grow their businesses in different countries so also with a complete language barrier and and cultural differences so moving into a much more kind of I suppose corporate role uh, just didn't really fit and yeah. from there I was uh, well I just took a bit of time you know to to reflect and knew that I needed to start my own business I actually took a business plan to my old boss in Spain and um, he said he was up for it but it, he needed to wait two years and I just uh, am probably too impatient and by this point <laughs> I already had a buy to let so I was already seeing um, the income coming in I'd seen capital growth on my residential property as well and and it appealed to me what i like about property i think is that there's a strategy that really suits any person and then there's been a huge shift over the past you know 18 to 24 months and so that's really pushed me in the direction of development uh, equally because that's really what excites me you know i know that ryan loves a hmo but <laughs> love a tenant love them. you love a tenant the most so, yeah, the most. so that's development yeah and then from there i'm really partnering with different people now to to make that a reality and um yeah we're appraising a lot of sites i've partnered with a construction partner mentored with nicole bremner and and we're close i think hmm. i think one of the things that i really like about you is the ability that you have to partner with people um i think you are probably one of the best people that I have seen at that. 
Um, you're really, really strong at networking. How maybe could you go into a bit more detail on the strengths and skills that you think that you possess, especially being young and getting out into that <laughs> world? To find no, interestingly, people. I was actually at a breakfast with Nicole earlier today and we were talking not not only being young, I think that helps, but also probably being female in such a male-dominated industry. Yep. That probably does, in a way, um, you can maybe play that to your advantage. You probably stand out much more in a room, whereas, you know, a room of, of grey suits, for example, you are going to stand out a lot more. And networking-wise, I do attend a lot of networking events. I tend to attend the, the independent ones, the ones where I see that there's some synergy between myself and the people who are running it, if I tend to feel like they're genuine. Um, I think it ends up bringing quite a genuine room. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I go to a few independent meets. I, I don't rush around. the. I mean, <laughs> this is not good networking or good practice. But I quite often forget my business cards. You know, I might have given them all out and I haven't replenished. I'm not really about going and handing out as many business cards as possible. I take time to talk to people and I think that establishes a connection. Um, mm. Definitely. People can relate to that. Definitely. I think one of the things with you that I really like <laughs> is that you're the reason why I've been to some of these networking events because you dragged me down to London kicking and screaming. <laughs> Kicking uh, and screaming to speak. Yeah, in my <laughs> shorts, usually. Your shorts. But, I can tell you to wear shorts. But I like that you don't... Because I've always said that I make no apologies for the person that I am. I just am who I am. I don't do business cards. I will sit and talk to one person. I don't have an agenda. And yeah. I really like that with you as well. When you're networking, you take time to meet people and actually yeah. connect with them instead of just handing out a business card and then moving on. Um, and no one's going to remember that. No, exactly. I think it's vital as well. I really do. I think there are so many people who say to me things like, you know, I know that when, when you get a deal in or, you know, when we're going to work together, I get that quite frequently or, or I'm mm. following you. Um, and I think it's because I've taken time to nurture the relationships. And I think it's also because people are seeing me on the growth curve you know they've seen me from day one and there are lots of people who were attending networking events a year and a half ago who aren't still in it with all this change yeah um yeah i i think it is all about meaningful connection i don't think it's about rushing around and then equally i think something that you have seen and probably just commented on me dragging you down to these networking <laughs> events kicking and screaming i try and add value right so if yeah. If somebody says they need someone to talk, I know you're really good and, you know, you have a lot of strength. So why not connect people? That's very kind. Are you just being polite because this is being recorded? Correct. Yes, it's <laughs> genuinely not like you at all, is it? Every now and then I sprinkle in some compliments. I know, and it quite scares me. I don't know <laughs> what's coming next. Are you trying to get me down to London to do something? Is that what is happening here? There's nothing in the short term, I don't think. You're talking about some sort of event up north, no? Yes, I am talking about an event up north, and I definitely there want you, you involved in my event oh, up north. Look at that. So there you being go. Young, being young, I think, is, is the hunger side of it. I think. Definitely. You know, we are ridiculously hungry, aren't we, for everything? There is no other option, and we yeah. want it all yesterday. <laughs> How do you deal with that? I find it really difficult. I feel 
quite frustrated. I was actually having a conversation today about um, I set myself some goals at the beginning of the year and it, I, I don't know that we, I'm going to hit um, one of them. One of them was to have a site under offer by Christmas and I repeat it to myself every day. Mm. And I'm quite, I think, brutal on myself with this goal. So, yeah, I find it incredibly frustrating. And somebody said to me, yeah, today said to me, why don't you just, that, the time frame is completely arbitrary. You've yeah. just created that. Why don't you just move it? <laughs> yeah, especially if you've got other <laughs> goals can't. that you've hit this year. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm really... sure it will move naturally, but I'm not yeah. going to stop fighting for it until it gets to, you know, the, probably, the, probably Christmas Day. Yeah. I'll text you on Christmas Day then. Um, Thanks. <laughs> just to, just to see what's in. happening. No, not to rub it in. Just to be that, hopefully, voice of reason. Yeah, quite. So, and it's all about finding the, the right deal. It's not about, you know, we're not interested in rushing in. We're looking for, for good margins. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think the market's changed a lot recently. And mm. some of the deals that potentially you would have done have probably not been there um yeah. now and yeah that that page but i struggle with that patience big time because yeah. i'm very similar i'm very impatient and i want the deals and i want them today and it's very difficult for me to have to to want to wait for them um but i've got kim who is like the most patient man in the world <laughs> kim and his ducks kim and his ducks <laughs> yeah who just he's just so patient and laid back it's just ridiculous um which I is, mean, he is a legend. Is that, but that's also a complementary partnership, isn't it? If you can, yes. if you can partner with someone who can bring that, you can't really ask for much more, can you? I can't ask for any more, and <laughs> just, you've asked for too much already. I've asked for too much, <laughs> and yeah, I've got what I've got. But yeah, you just bring out the um, the strengths in my personality, and I bring out the strengths in his, and we sort of help each other with weaknesses. Do you, I know that you mentioned Nicole briefly, mm. and I know that when I did the Young Entrepreneur uh, Week for Property Tribes, a lot of the younger people were talking about mentors and how that they've helped them. Is there, any been, is there anybody in your life that has helped you, has guided you through? It doesn't have to be property, it can be completely unrelated in a business sense or a worldly sense, anything. I mean. I think there there have been at every at every step. I mean, my boss in Spain, who I said I went and took a business plan to, mm. he was really instrumental. He was a real risk taker. I remember before he opened one of his businesses, which I was there to see open. I remember people walking down the street. He'd had it, it had been closed and boarded up and under work for for four or five years. Sunk yes. a million pounds into it. We got. He was paying for. We were living in an apartment. A few of us together. And, you know, we all got thrown out of there because he just didn't have any money left. <laughs> I remember people laughing at him in the street being like, oh, hey, hey, how's that restaurant going? And they were saying it in jest. He now is the absolutely most successful man in that, that town. He has a nightclub. That restaurant went on to be the most popular. And he's so it's about I think what I saw in him is just absolute tenacity. Everything he did was in some way business related. Even if he went out to the countryside for a day out, mm. it would in some way kind of loop into to his world of work and inspiration. 
and equally he really played his strength so his strength um was i suppose in the wealth dynamics he'd probably be a creative right so he'd create the business have the vision have the idea and get it started but terrible at then seeing it through yeah but then he'd partner with people like me or like the guy who ran all of his restaurants who who have that kind of more staying power and, and focused to to see it through and i think that was quite important and then nicole has been has been huge mm. um i think learning from someone who's done what you want to do can only be beneficial and particularly if it's someone who's very generous mm. i think generous generally she's opened a lot of doors for me she's um been very kind about me and very supportive and encouraging and i you know you can't really ask for much more than that i think that's massive when it comes to the mentors they can you have they do different things for you so like kim has opened many doors for me um, mm. and people will actually <laughs> speak literally opened many doors for me as well um, <laughs> i know why you're laughing um <laughs> I was actually going to try and tie it in with a duck joke, but I realised I've already used it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to limit your humour, haven't you? Because the audience might not get it. Um, and it's not that funny. Yeah, you are funnier than you think, but um, I told you this was Thank you. difficult. And yeah, I know that people now speak to me that wouldn't speak to me because of Kim. Um, he's opened those doors for me. They never, mm. they, they wouldn't take me seriously. Have you had any experiences like that where you haven't been taken seriously and how have you sort of overcome them? I mean, that's a hard one. I definitely have had those and I think it's, I'm sorry to play the sexist card, but I do think it's, I think it's being young and being female. I think yep. sometimes you can be overlooked. Yep. I don't, you know, I haven't, I don't go out of my way to, try and assert myself in those positions but quite often the conversation can continue and I might know more than the person about you know I've I've started to or I've been in this now for for a good year year and a half and I pick up information very quickly so it it's not necessarily the most informed people that can that can behave that way and so you can sometimes just make your mark by being eloquent and being smart and and informed yourself mm. um on the other side another thing which so my partner currently is is construction side which was where i was seeing my biggest weakness so i've partnered with a developer who comes from a construction background uh, to kind of build that out and i think that brings a more kudos to the conversation he has experience you know he's done new builds so then when i'm looking at sites I, I do think it's about partnering with people who have what you need. So, mm. for example, you're younger than me even, yeah. So by partnering with Kim, he brings, I suppose, <laughs> seniority, seniority, maturity. He does, <laughs> maturity, which I lack. Um, yeah. I think I love the, the part about it being informed because that's one thing that I've always said um, when anybody asks me about, being young and how you get around that, mm. uh, around people overlooking you. And I suppose I've never had the, I'm not female, obviously, so I've never had that 
that issue. You are ginger, though. I am ginger, yes, I am in a minority. <laughs> um, you had to get the ginger joke in, didn't you? A little bit. Um, but I've got skin like a rhino, so I'll take it. <laughs> but I really like the the being informed because if you are that good, then people can't ignore you. And I know that we've been in meetings in Lincoln, me and Kim, where people have said something and I've gone, well, that's wrong, and then told them mm. why. And then automatically you get kudos for that. I'm literally writing mm. so many notes about what, you're, what you've been saying to me um, and I'm learning. What are you going to do with these notes? Nothing. Probably, probably in them. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, at least you're honest yeah you've got <laughs> make to make no apologies for who make you no are. apologies for who i am i I'm am just gonna this, bin these <laughs> probably bin them straight away because they'll take <laughs> up too much space on my desk i you so you traveled the world when you was younger mm. that seems to be a really really popular thing with the, the younger generation now but they mm. still seem they still seem to be this business orientated traveled sort of ethos now these digital yeah. sort of nomads. nomads i think i think business now the businessmen are like rock stars now yes yeah entrepreneurs are basically the best career you could possibly choose isn't it yeah i think it's the amazing. most glory mm. why do you think yeah, that is amazing. why do i think that is i think that we're all move. I think there's a huge trend into flexible working and into work-life balance yeah. and, and experiences. And, and obviously technology has enabled that. Don't get me started. On technology. <laughs> Why, what do you want to say? Nothing. You, man. But it is that, isn't it? You, you can, where I think future, past, future, past generations didn't even have the option. Now it's you can have a really successful career and really work from anywhere. It moves into the whole co-working, co-living as well, which is something you're looking into. Yeah, it was something I, was, I wasn't actually sure about moving further north, um, to be honest. It's something I've, I've fought against it. Not the co-working so much, but the co-living. I actually... Mm. I, I don't know if I fully understood the whole co-living world. I thought it was just a giant HMO um, mm. and it's actually not. And speaking to people, in fact, actually people that you've introduced me to. Uh, really? Yeah, who have experience in, in that. Who and have it, I introduced you to who has experience? Of that? You have introduced me to lots of people, but people like Darren who are desperately yeah. interested in getting involved in that. Yeah. He, sat down with me and went over some figures about millennials and the way that they're really? going to be living. And it, it did change my whole outlook on it. And the fact that there's this shift through younger people that they don't need to own a property. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The kind of generation rent. Yeah. And it's like, they don't want to give up the Netflix, the takeaways, the lifestyle. Mm. Mm. that they are that they're having and experiencing and i'm really desperate to do one now <laughs> yeah yeah nicole was talking about um a, a longer term service department model whereby you have some sort of a membership yeah that, that this is so you have a membership and then you pay per night so you kind of whatever you'd pay a few thousand a year to have the use of these different apartments all over the world 
and then you just pay per night that you stay in whichever one how interesting is that i think it's amazing and this yeah especially with the what we've already discussed about these the digital nomads because i've always Mm -hmm. said i can do more damage in a coffee shop on a laptop than i can in any office in the world and other people they just people younger than me just they are even better at technology than me and if they had that service they would they'd see all of the world and Mm. be running businesses which are doing some seriously amazing things and i think you'd be inspired and you'd take on so as i mentioned my boss in spain one of the biggest things his first business was a hostel so bringing all these different cultures and people from all different parts of the world to quite a small town Mm. he became one of the most informed people there and was able to pick up on the trends that he loved the most or the trends that were emerging most in cities and bring them to where he was and i feel like if you can move around the world you could do that couldn't you pick the best trends and the best and pull them together to create something incredibly innovative well i mean how many amazing businesses have been built off the back of some kid going traveling and seeing something and then doing it i mean i do it i drive people mad well i drive sarah mad when i'm on holiday because i see a business or something and i'm like that's good. I could do that when I get home, couldn't I? And she's she's like, like, you've got enough businesses. Yeah, right? she's just like, stop it. You'll end up with another one. <laughs> but I think you've, well, you've done that though, haven't you? Because you have travelled. So you have seen many, many things. And that has, has that had an impact in the way you look at what you want to get involved with, the kind of people you want to work with, everything? I'm sure it has an impact, but I think it's on a much more subconscious level. I don't notice it day to day, but I think the type of people that, I think my values are probably the the most important thing when I, all of the people that I seem to, to gravitate towards so far have turned out to be a certain type of person, which is always, you know, integrity, honest. I've, I'm really trustworthy of them. They push me as much as I, push them and they open doors for me as much as I open doors for them kind of thing or probably much more they help me much more than I've been able to give back yet I think Um, that's not the case I think one of the (laughs) things I think you're harder on yourself than you actually need to be (laughs) oh thanks okay (laughs) no maybe that's true but I can think of it I mean you mentioned John Corey in the in the early part of this he's a he's a great one great example of someone who and there are people like this in our industry I think who are willing to give up their time and knowledge mm. uh, for, for not much in return yeah and, and you have that opportunity to tap into that and I think it's in some ways an underutilized resource and, and people can do that by building connections mm. what's by, your uh, top time What's my your, top what what's your yeah no, this is, you don't know what's coming now do you i don't know i haven't I? known what's coming the whole time hey, you've i done didn't well. even mention your award yet oh for those of you who don't know <laughs> i've got many award-winning friends yeah sarah has this habit of introducing me as an award winner everywhere we go literally because you are thank you an award um, winner Yes, so everywhere I go, everything I do, award winner, or what did you say at the Wandsworth one? You're probably the most successful person in the room, Ryan. So, all right, cheers. Just before you need me to start speaking, you want me, you just put that in my head. Thank you. Right. 
Was it, were you just like, yeah, I am? No, I was just like, thank you. That's very kind of you. I don't see it. I don't see it like that. It's, um, for me, no, I don't do, I don't do property for the money. Um, I don't do any of the, the businesses that I have for the money. The money is a byproduct of, of it. It's the, the flexibility for me. Um, mm. You know, being able to, to do whatever I want when I want is pretty key for me. And I get the sense from you build. it's challenge as well. I think you would be bored. Yeah. The challenge is the biggest driver for me. Um, mm. It's got nothing to do with anything else, really. It's the challenge of being able to pull something off that maybe other people have looked at and haven't been able to. Um, mm. And then I bring a different angle to it. But then I think that's something that I'll probably look back in 10 years' time and be chatting to somebody who's a lot younger than me then, and they'll do that. And I think that's a youth thing as well, isn't it? We, the next generation is always quicker than the one that went previously. Yeah. I was actually at a talk with, oh, this is an amazing coincidental plug for one of your next podcasts, but I was at a talk that Alex Harrington Griffin was giving last night. And he comes from a generation of, of uh, property developers. And it's really interested, interesting to hear, his dad was actually in the audience as well. It was interesting to hear how his, his dad maybe says, you know, that's just the way things are done. And Alex is really challenging that and saying, well, that is how it was done in the 60s and the 70s. I don't think that that still has a place now. And I think you can do things differently. And I, that's what uh, the younger generation brings. Mm. Yeah, challenging things and looking at it from a different perspective. We're not scared to ask those questions either, are we? And, and, mm. do, that, and do the things that, you know, are different. We think mm. outside the box a lot. And um... You are an out-of-the-box thinker. I've got an Indian man who's about to finish all of my scripts, thanks to you, this weekend. Yeah. Coding a bunch of websites, scraping data. Yeah, well, I think you've got to... I think in this game, property, well, any business, it's all relationship-based, but there is so many things that I see that are out of the box that get you to people quicker than probably yes. other people are doing. So somebody asked me recently what the competitive edge was in property development and I answered with you you are the competitive edge because it's all about relationships and if mm. you can use technology and all those kind of things to get there quicker mm. then why not yeah then why not definitely use it because other people are, will eventually use it um, and if you've got the skills to do it oh what, what do I ask now where do you go from there I know. Where do I go from there? What is your absolute top tip for anybody getting involved in property? My absolute top tip. Can be more than one if you've got one. Not to put any pressure on you. <laughs> I think it's get out there. Get yeah. out there and start doing it. So it's, it's get out there and go to the networking events and, and put yourself out there. I think whenever you feel like it's too it's too much that's exactly where you where you're supposed to be just say yes say yes to things even speaking last week and even doing this podcast I think one of the things I probably said to you was you know 
or why me or am I far enough along but I think with everyone just just jump in because the response to to everything I've done has been positive and has led to to leads and and progress Mm. I think it's that's a good that's a good tip what I really like I, I love how how humble you are um because you have a lot of skills that I don't think you really showcase. Well, you showcase them, but you don't actually give yourself credit for them. And mm. you Sometimes are... you don't know when skills are very natural and inherent. Yes. They don't feel... So if, for example, networking is one of my skills, that's a very inherent and natural thing to me. So mm. comes easy like to you, doesn't honed, it? Yeah, well, it's not a honed yeah. skill, so how can I... You know. <laughs> I don't know. It does. I, do you know what? I feel exactly the same with, with many things. I, yeah. And it's not until very recently that I speak to people and they say, oh, well, how do you do that? I can't do that. Mm. And I've never seen it as a, as a challenge or as an issue. I don't see many yeah. things as those kind of challenges and issues. Um, I don't know why. Kim says I'm the bravest person he's ever met. You um, are very brave, I think. You're very... Yeah, you absolutely get in there and just and get things done. I mean, I feel like, you know, you can go from one day saying I'm going to do a podcast and then that podcast is in practice. And that's I exactly what happened. That's exactly what you did, right? I feel like it wasn't that long ago. You're like, I'm going to do a podcast and yeah. then there is a the podcast. Yeah, I just like, I'm very similar to you though. I'm impatient. So if I say I'm going to do yeah. something, I just want to boom, let's get it done. And yeah, because then you almost don't need to think, at least then, Stan, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to think about that. Otherwise, it's occupying space in my, which again comes back to, I want, we wanted to have one deal under offer by Christmas. If I can just get that done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if next? it comes after Christmas, well, I gave you a deal that you turned away, so. Uh... Why? And it only had a million pounds profit in it. Yeah, only. <laughs> so I gave a southerner a deal that had what, seven figures in it. <laughs> Um, yes, I've, I love that top tip and I think, Good. and I, I just want to go over the point that where you said it doesn't matter, like if, even if you think that you're not good enough or you're not at that stage yet, mm. I think nowadays people really buy into the honesty and yeah, one we thing spoke that, about this just before, didn't we? yeah, one of the things that you do really, really well is you're just so honest and you're like well this is where I am and I've got these skills and this is what I'm doing and I'm out there and people are gravitating towards you because of that and I think that very very soon you are going to become very very successful with the developments and all Mm. those kind of things I don't think you're going to have any issues because you've laid all that groundwork Mm. and that's done and that comes from the getting out there and consistently showing up all the time Because so many people say, oh, I'm going to do it, and then don't show up. Mm. Like when you said about that point where you don't feel like you should be there, and then you push past that point, that, mm. that gives you confidence to go forward. And, and It definitely does. Yeah, all of the positive response that you get each time. I think that we're quite fortunate in, in the, our industry. It doesn't... F- I'm sure there are or at the level that I'm at or it doesn't feel like it's brutally dog eat dog there are people 
who might want to take you down and, and may not be your biggest supporters but mm. there are other there are enough other people who are gunning for you to succeed and everybody wants to succeed together yeah and you're all growing together yeah that um i think that that's a real um positive and a real yeah we're very fortunate to be mm. surrounded by those kind of people yeah, and, yeah that's, but, and that's that's how we met, really, isn't it? Well, <laughs> you were gunning me down. No, no we didn't. were. Yeah, we did. I don't think I was very nice to you, though, was I? What the first time we met? No. What's that about being a a person who talks to people and connects? <laughs> on a... You said I remember you, and I was like, probably not. Yeah, you <laughs> had no idea, and I'd come all the way from. <laughs> From, from Lincoln, miles up north. Yeah, from miles up north, over like 200, 300 miles to come to John Corey's <laughs> event. And you were just like, who are you? And then I remembered you're the award winner. Oh, <laughs> the award winner. Have you got, before I let you go, any go parting advice? Wisdom. I know I asked, yeah, wisdom. I know I asked for your top tip. Um, but yeah, have you got any wisdom or... Anything, is it a book or a website or anything, a resource that you use, something to plan your day or something, anything that you can share? I can share the, what I use to plan my day because it was gifted to me oh. by, you know. No, yeah. I've been using the Best Self Journal and it's been, it's been phenomenal. I know you, you don't love it. No, I, I think I ruined why I got yours. Yeah, I think I ruined one page in that book. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's brilliant. You write down what you're grateful for at night and in the morning, which I really like. I think it puts you into a positive headspace, even if you're feeling quite frustrated. You quite clearly lay out your goal and then what are the three things you're going to do that day that get you towards that goal. Mm. Um, And that's worked well for me. And then again, for example, they structure it nicely so you review each week and you can identify where you've where that week you've probably made some errors which have taken you off course so then the following week you can realign and i've found that really useful and that was recommended to me by another property person and there you go that would be my my number one or my ending tip would be best self journal and it's stuck to your day it's going to be worth a fortune in years to come, especially the one that's got a defiled page from me. Yeah. When you are a superstar, I'll sell that. I don't know if I will ever get to superstar level, but we'll just keep doing what we do. Exactly. Might as well so, try that. I think that's a really good place to end the podcast up. I would just like to thank you for coming on to the podcast, taking some time out of your day to have a chat with me. I know it's difficult for you. (laughs) I know. It's been brutal. It's been... It's been an absolute pleasure. It's just like talking to you on the phone. Yeah. That's what I hope with these podcasts. It's not polished or it's just real, which is what we do. So... Thank you very much, Sarah. The, as Sarah alluded to, I have Alex Harrington Griffin, which is one of the poshest names I've ever heard in my life. Um, he also <laughs> is one of the smoothest men I have He's ever He's a smooth met. operator. He is a smooth <laughs> man. Um, he will be on the next podcast, which will be the last podcast 
for November and it will end the Young Property Entrepreneur Series. So that will be along next week, guys. So just like to say a final goodbye wherever you're listening to this and thank you very much to Sarah for being on. Thank you.